0: This podcast is brought to you by Letourneau University. Letourneau University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Letourneau offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Letourneau's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas online at letu.edu that's letu.edu weekday. That's iWorkforhim.com. work for him.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I work for him podcast.
1: Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. We're so grateful that you're here today. So thankful that you've tuned in. And boy, do we have a show for you today. But before we get to the show, Martha, we always want to invite people. Oh, you're videotaping this. So just hey, If you want to check us out on Facebook, go to Facebook Live, I Work For Him. Martha's out there on I Work For Him Facebook page right now, right? You're doing that right now?
2: Um, I'm yeah, recording it. Yes,
1: very good. Okay. All right. So I'll just do that part of the show. Hey, We'd love for you to connect with us on I Work for Him. When you get out to iworkforhim.com that's I work the number 4 The first thing that's going to happen when you get to our page is the I Work for Him nation flag is going to pop up. Please click on the flag. This is not a club that you join there is no dues. This is this is all about am I are you willing to commit to being a change agent In your workplace, are you willing to start praying for those that you work alongside each and every day, looking for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires, looking for ways to befriend people outside of the workplace, because when you develop relationships with people, it makes it a lot easier to share the impact that Jesus has made on your life, all along being a person of excellence. Because Christ followers in our workplaces, no matter what your workplace is, we should be the best, the brightest, the number one employee in our position. Whether you're the boss or the future boss, it doesn't matter. You need to be a person of excellence. Go out to iWorkRam.com, click on the Nation flag. And as our guest today did, one of our guests today, the person that brought the person that's in the studio today, I'm going to introduce in a minute. He called the studio line. Well, he reached out to me via email. Either way, it works. The studio line, the listener line, for I work for him, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. My friend, your soon-to-be friend, Alakir Rogers, he Dr. Alakir Rogers, he emails me, he goes, Jim, there's a story here in Tampa Bay that your listeners across the country need to hear. Let me talk to you about it. That's what I want to hear from our listeners. If you know somebody that's living out their faith in what they're doing each and every day, and they deserve to just ha- let Jesus get a little credit for the work that he's done in their life, let us know. 866 713 Thanks for listening all over Tampa Bay, from Ocala to North Fort Myers, all the way over to Disney, and of course on the First Coast, from Carrollton, Georgia, to Folkestone, Georgia, to Jacksonville, Florida, and St. Augustine. We're so grateful that you've tuned in today. Okay, politics. Fun for some and ugly for others. There's a reason we don't talk politics and I work for him. Why? I'm not mature enough for that. You know, it used to be that political discourse was just that. A conversation where two people who disagree learn to debate their perspective and do it respectfully. Yeah. yeah, That, for some reason, died a couple of years ago. Well, since that art seems to be dying all across the country, a rare, a rare step into the fray of anything to do with elections is, We are going to do, I I rarely, I rarely do this. We're going to do it today. We're going to talk about an election today. One of our regular listeners, Dr. Alakir Rogers, called me a few months back and said he was inspired by a local attorney here in Tampa Bay who wanted to take her faith and her law practice stance and bring honesty, integrity, along with upholding the Constitution of the United States of America to the local judicial branch. I hesitated. I raked him through the coals. I made I did a pre-interview. I talked with her. And I said, Yeah, you're right. We gotta do this. Alakir, you were right. LaShawn Strawn is a powerful woman of God who's living out her faith. So I said, sure, let's talk about how we can plan out living out your faith as you're training as a judge right here in Hillsborough County, as she's running for that. And the the primary election is next week. So today, we've got Attorney LaShawn Strawn and Dr. Alakir Rogers on iWork for Him to talk, not politics, but faith. Dr. Rogers and LaShawn Strawn, welcome to iWork for Him.
3: Thank
4: you, Jim. Oh, thank you so much for having us.
1: All right, Dr. Alakir Rogers, I'm going to start with you because you started this whole deal. Okay. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus?
4: I came to be a follower of Jesus in college. I say I got set up. Because I was raised in an Islamic household. My name is il It's a Muslim name. And so when I got to college, it was the only school I ever applied to. I was living in high school in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I went on a college tour. I went on a college tour. I stepped off the bus. It was, it was spring break. Nobody was on the campus. It was a desert. And I said, this feels like home. Hmm. It was just something about that city, Greensboro, North Carolina, North Carolina A&T State University. When I got off the bus, it felt like home. Little did I know, I had this roommate. I had this roommate who was a senior. He was an engineer like what I was aspiring to become. And he had been saved for many years now. He had trusted his faith in Christ for many years. And I would watch him every single night for an entire hour pray while I'm sitting on the bed, watching the TV on mute, (laughs) reading the captions on my TV show that I pre-recorded because I was in class. And so as I'm sitting there and I'm watching this over time, it started to get to me he invited me to church it started to mess with your mind it sure did he, he he said hey you want to come home with me for the weekend i said sure why not so i'll go home with him we're at church next thing you know and mind you my mom she you know she took me to church when i first started when we first moved to georgia from out of new york city but when we moved to georgia i didn't care much about any of that stuff but when i got to college that's you either you have to go all the way left or you go all the way right and jesus was at a i was at a crossroad right there and being around that guy, his name is Jermaine Walker. He is in he's in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. That young that brother there changed my life. I watched him, and I watched that life of faith, and it got a hold of me. And I committed my life to in college.
1: <laughs> Praise God, that's cool. Jermaine Walker, you said. Jermaine Walker. I want to, just want to make sure I said it right. Okay. Well, a shout out to Jermaine Walker. Keep doing it. Now you mentioned he's in Fort Bragg. So is he in the service now? Yes,
4: he is. He is beyond captain. And last I spoke with him, he was captain, and God was continuing to do great things in his life. He saw me from when I was, had no faith to beginning to grow into my faith. He came in to my master's graduation and he saw my faith continue to grow. I continue to share with him along the way the individuals that the Lord has allowed my life to touch and the lives I've been touching.
1: And I said, Thank you for the seed that you
4: sowed.
0: Mm.
1: Hmm. Powerful, powerful. All right. I want to hear more about how you got the connection I work for him. But first, why don't you introduce our guest for today?
4: Sure. This is a friend of mine. She is LaShawn Strong. She's running for County Court Judge Group 8 in Hillsborough County. And she is my personal attorney, and she's a dear friend. She and I got together once when she decided she was going to run for office, and I said, huh, I'll help you. But little did I know that the Lord began to plug on my heart and said, no, I think you need to do a bit more than that. So this is LaShawn
3: Strong. Go ahead, Lashawn. Hello, thank you, Alec. Here,
1: <laughs> Lashawn. I don't know how you keep up with him. He makes it. He makes me look like I'm like a slug moving slow. All right, Lashawn. Tell us how did you come to be a follower of Jesus?
3: So this actually started uh, a long time ago. So first of all, I want to credit my praying grandmother because thank God, we God for know, praying grandmothers. We know those praying grandmothers. Their their prayers are eventually answered. So in my twenties. I moved to Orlando and my mom was a teenage mother. So she was very young when she had me. So, you know, we, she was a party girl for most of her life and um, we didn't know the Lord. And in my early twenties, I moved to Orlando and I can remember in my one bedroom apartment, just feeling completely lost and just completely unloved when you're growing up in an atmosphere where your parents are doing other things you feel like you're not loved and they don't love you. And that's, that's really the lie that the enemy tells you. Sure. Um, and you grow up with that. And that's how I felt. Not only did I feel that I was not loved, that I felt that I did not love anyone either. And just don't even know how it started, but just sat down, talked to the Lord, and then dropped to my knees and said, I want to know what love is. I need you to show me what that is and what that looks like, what it feels like, and how to do that. And that's where my faith actually started it wasn't there wasn't a lightning bolt from heaven, and nothing really changed in my life. it sounds t- like a lightning <laughs> bolt to me. <laughs> well, I continued to live the way that I'd always lived. Um, I got fascinated with the Bible because the stories of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, are just fascinating. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like and you wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> and you want us to
3: read that (laughs) stuff this is better than any reality tv i've heard
1: it's way yeah you can't real life it's crazier than reality and
3: so god just over the period of 20 years just began to peel back all of the layers of these things that i've built in my life um these false idols and everything that i've built in my life and began to show me what love is and that's really how i started
1: Hmm. Dr. Alakir Rogers, before we get back to LaShawn Strawn, who's the Hillsborough County Court Judge candidate, I want to hear your story. How in the world did we get connected? Oh,
4: my goodness. That, that's one of the funniest, fantastic stories on this side of the bay. Listen, one, <laughs> one, one morning, one afternoon, I was driving home, and on the way, I was listening to nine, five, 70, 9, 10, and I'm bam, first time I'm tuning in, and I work for him radio. And I was listening to the station. And they were advertising the Ambassador Luncheon, CBMC, Marketplace Ambassador sure. Luncheon. I said, you know, the first such and such a call will come and You get a free pair of tickets to go, da, da, da. I said, okay. I <laughs> ah, forget about it. I pulled. Up, I, I ignored it for, for the length of time it took me to go about two, three blocks to arrive in my driveway. When I pulled up, I said, okay, fine. And I hit the redowl button. I won. I won tickets to the Ambassador Luncheon. I got connected there. That place was so instrumental as it continued to show me that there were many of those who had bowed their knee to bail, bail. okay? There were so many individuals who were in the marketplace that were faithfully serving the things of God, and that was very encouraging for me, so much so that Dan Schock, who is the regional area director here in Tampa Bay, I got plugged in, involved with the Young Professionals group, Mm -hmm. and that Young Professionals is a group of uh, under 40 guys Who are businessmen, entrepreneurs, and we come together doing a spiritual essential and a business essential. Listen, if anybody out here is under the age of 40 and you need a good community of brotherhood of believers, you need to contact Dan Shock in Hillsborough County and get involved with the YP Young Professionals Group.
1: And you just check it out online, cbmc.org. And I believe it's uh, dan.shock at cbmc.org. If you need help finding it, just check us out online and we'll just send me an email, jim at M.com and I'll connect you up to Dan Shock. Mm-hmm. All right. So you win the tickets, you get involved in the Young Entrepreneurs Project. So then talk to me about how you got connected to LaShawn Strawn.
4: She and I go to the same church. And she is a friend. And, you know, one of the unique yeah, things Yeah, surprise
1: like that. Well, we go to the same church and we have fr- we're have we friends. She's
4: a friend. <laughs> you know, Do you know how many people go to the same church and don't know one another?
1: Uh, Lots of people. Yeah. People exactly. that sneak in right after it starts and sneak out right before it ends.
4: You go to a church where there's hundreds of people and where you, do you go to, to the church? same five people. It's called the G2G Ministries, and in, in, uh, we're in South Tampa right now.
1: G2G Ministries yep, in South Tampa.
4: www.glorytoglory.org.
1: Okay, good plug. I love that.
4: <laughs> Thanks. But we, we, we've we known one another, we saw one another, and then we became acquainted with one another. We began to, she serves in ministry, I'm the youth director at our ministry, and so we crossed paths.
1: You're a youth director, too? Yes. What don't you do? No, don't get tra- off track. Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about LaShawn Strong. Go ahead. I appreciate
3: that.
4: No. And so we con- continued to connect, and she made the decision, and that Sunday I was, I wasn't happen to be at church, I was out of town somewhere, and I heard word that she was considering running for judge. I'm like, oh, really? And then someone had said, she wanted to talk with you. And okay, so we finally got together and we talked. And I say, listen, I will help you in any way possible that I can. And that's where it ended. And then
1: things began to change.
3: That's where it ended for him, not for me.
1: So pick up that story, LaShawn Strawn.
3: Right, so um, I did not realize um, the amount of talent <laughs> and <laughs> small And so I had been praying for a campaign manager, um praying for for the Lord to send someone who was faithful, um someone who would be praying about direction and which way to go, um and who would be willing to be led by the Lord. That was very important to me. And so he called me and he said, "Oh, I didn't know you were running, but I will help you any way you can." And I said, okay, great. And we hung up. And then I texted him. I was like, would you consider being the campaign manager? Were you and- afraid
1: to ask him when you're
0: <laughs> you are on the phone? It?
3: <laughs> because it's a huge job. It is a huge. Not that I was afraid, but, you know, I thought about it. And then I texted him. And then he texts back, oh, my.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she all that stuff. I, I, I can hear that in my head. Well, she, yeah, that well, she told
1: you how much it paid, right? <laughs> so that <laughs> should have been attractive.
3: Uh, no. I- no. So he says, oh, my, I will pray about it and get back to you. And I think I said, OK, if you can get <laughs> back to block me
1: your in, <laughs> in about two
3: days, that would be perfect. <laughs>
4: OK. And, you know, the interesting thing about that was I had told my wife prior to that, I said, the Lord's up to something. I didn't necessarily want to put words to it, because when you put words to it, you immediately know what he's saying. OK, so I I was able to put words to it. I just didn't say it to my wife. But then I mentally I said, Okay, let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. You're getting ready to have all these other doors of opportunity begin to open up, and then she's going to ask me to be the campaign manager, something like that, and and it's just what happened. Mm -hmm. Opportunities began to present themselves, but the thing is, and that's where I've come to be, and that's the reason why I'm still in Tampa. The Holy Spirit shared with me many years back, 2011, before I graduated with my Ph.D. in electrical engineering with a concentration in nanotechnology which that field is not in this city or in this region. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't even know it Most exists. certainly yeah. not. And he said, don't leave Tampa. Mm. I said, now, you know, and he and I having a dialogue. Now, you know, my field is not in this city. He said, trust me, I'll provide. Okay, fine. So, sure, he did that. He made the provisions. And then several years later, when the company went through its transition, they got bought out. And I got laid off. And then that was a real conflict of faith because my daughter was now three months at the time. Oh, bless the Lord. And so I was on. I was. I was laid off for two months. And then next thing you know, they asked me, hey, would you come back and contract? Well, first they asked me for my job, offer my job back. I said no. And then they said, well, will your contract? I said sure. Then as it continued to move forward, and so in recognizing the voice of the Lord, as he stated back then, and then when he was talking to LaShawn and speaking to me, I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. It was truly that simple. I'm not going to argue with him. That's that's asking myself a trouble.
2: So, obviously, you said at, the, at some point you said yes in yes. that process. And then you reached out to Jim yes. and you said, Jim, I have someone, LaShawn Strawn, that I want you to highlight her story. Yes. And I work for him. Why?
4: Because when I recognized her business practice, I said, Jesus is all in that. I'll let her tell how she started it. But the one thing I wanted to identify was lawyers can charge real high amounts. They can go some real high clientele and they can really capitalize off of government assistance and get those clients. She doesn't go either route. She goes for those individuals. And that's what inspired me to really want to share this. She goes for the individuals who really can't afford legal assistance. She goes for individuals who are really working professionals who are not working for fun, but working because they need to live. And I'll let her tell the rest of that.
1: LaShawn, talk about how did the Lord lead you into this law, law practice? I mean, when you got when you went to college, was it good to be a lawyer?
3: It was not. That's right. I what was, was it to be? I to be this marketing, this kick-butt marketing exec. <laughs> that, was my, that was my goal. That would
1: be a really cool title, kick-butt marketing exec.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so when I graduated and I started working in the field, I realized, you know, I love the perks of this. I don't like the work of this. You know, I like getting free tickets to events. Mm. I like, you know, attending all of these events. I just don't like working for it. And so I said, there has to be something different. There has to be something more that I can do. And I started volunteering with this group called the Guardian at and Program. Sure. And I started volunteering with them in Broward County. And that was really the first time I'd ever been in a courtroom. And once I started doing that, I was like, you know what? I could do this. I could do this for a living. I think I'm going to go to law school. and
1: <laughs> Which is no small undertaking.
3: <laughs> it is not. But I was, I guess, naive enough to believe that, you know, a little African-American girl from the wrong side of the tracks who graduated, honestly, with a solid D average in undergrad – could really get into law school and do well. And so I applied. And I remember talking to my grandmother, my praying grandmother, and telling her, well, I'm going to law school, and this is what I'm going to do. And she listened, and she's nodding, and she's saying, oh, that sounds good. But what's your plan B? And I said, oh, this is the plan. This is what's Amen. going on. Amen.
1: That's faith. She yes. was questioning you and said, What's the plan B? Yes. This is your grandma, the praying grandma. Yes. So she wasn't she praying knew she was that way. was going to
3: have to
2: pray she a whole doing... lot
1: more.
3: That's right. She's like, Wow,
1: that's kind of a burden. You have to be praying yes. her all the way through law
3: school. Yeah. And so I applied to law school and I got rejected. And so it just so happened. Don't that you have to
1: take that test thing before you, you did, even get to that?
3: I did all of that and still was rejected. Remember, I graduated with a solid D.
2: But it was solid.
3: (laughs) And so it just so happened that year at NOVA Law School, they were um, doing a conditional summer program. So if you look like you have potential, but you may not have either the grades or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they will allow you to come in, take two classes over the summer. You pay for it out of pocket. There is no financial aid. And if you get a certain grade point average, then you're guaranteed a seat in the fall class. And so I got into that conditional program and went through the whole summer and just barely missed that grade point average. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll try again next year. Got a letter in the mail that says, you know what? We've lowered that score just a little bit. So now I'm guaranteed a seat
1: wow no. this guy kind of, i'm so glad those of you tuning in here at the bottom of the half hour so excited you're not missing the show today because you will be thrilled to death to hear the conversation we've got a listener to i work for him dr alakir rogers he's got a specialization in micro and nano fabrication that's not why he's on the show he reached out to me and said jim there's a testimony there's a story here in tampa bay that your listeners all over the country need to hear LaShawn Strawn. She's running for Hillsborough County Court Judge. She's a candidate. She's got a Jesus story. People need to hear a work story where she lives out her faith as an attorney right here in Hillsborough County. People need to hear this story. Mm-hmm. I said, fine. She can come share a story after I've raked her through the coals and asked her a lot of tough questions. I said, but she doesn't get on unless you come on and share your story. Dr. Alakir Rogers, talk to me about how how in the world do you connect faith and micro nanofabrication?
4: The Lord opened this door for me. I graduated school. You know, LaShawn was sharing her story about how she had that solid D. It was, I've, I've, I was raised in a home where the emphasis was we are number one. We're supposed to be leaders and not followers. Hmm. And then my daddy got locked up. Okay? And then he was out of the picture for quite some time thereafter. But when I got to college, I ran track and field for four years. I was an engineering major. I balanced that school athletic life. And I graduated with a 2.97. And so what that means is on paper, you're below average, and you cannot qualify to go to grad school hmm. because the requirement is a 3.0. So I was able to get in grad school, praise the Lord. I was able to internship in Honolulu, South Korea, and in Germany, and then travel to six countries sharing the gospel because that was the objective when I went over there, even though I was working for the as an Army civilian. And then when I started to get ready to go to graduate school, they said, you have to take out a loan. I said, I'm not taking out a loan. He said, well, we're going to drop your classes. I said, I've got a full scholarship coming. Now, let me tell you why I said that. The Holy Spirit spoke to me right before I graduated. He said, you take care of my business, I'm going to take care of your business. Just like that. Now, again, don't you don't qualify. You're below average on paper, and there's no way you can make it. I got nominated for a full scholarship, and to this day, still don't know who nominated me for it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you say it was impossible, <laughs> but it was God possible. Yes.
4: Absolutely. Amen. And,
1: Amen. That's when you know. When somebody says there's no way, you're like, oh, God, here we go. We got an opportunity for you to shine right here. Absolutely. I love that. Can I add one more piece to that for you? You can, absolutely. Check this out.
4: When I was getting ready to do the PhD, you have to take the GRE. You have to get a certain score. And oftentimes those scores, individuals, listen, I didn't even get a 1,000 on the GRE.
1: We don't know. Just explain the GRE. Uh, The GRE
4: is like the souped-up version of the high school SAT out of 1,600. I didn't get a 1,000. Hmm. So it's like, wait, you're really trying to go do a Ph.D. and you can't even break that? I got a full scholarship to do the Ph.D. also. The Lord said, I'm going to use the simple things to confound everybody. (laughs) And then I'm going to allow all of what you accomplish to happen to make sure that you give me glory. All right. we, We had this agreement, so I'm not going to go against that. The patents that you have, the publications that you have, the Ph.D. students that you have personally graduated... I'm going to use all of that for my glory because I know that I can trust you because, you know, there was that time in college where I was homeless. There was that time where I had no food. And there was that time where I didn't have any more clothes. There was that brief moment in school, and the Lord saw me, saw me through the entirety of it all.
1: And that's the God we serve. That's right. We're so grateful for that. Yeah. All right. There's so much of that story I want to hear. We might have to bring you back to a whole show on, on that story. But LaShawn Strong, we're going to get back to you. Okay, you're okay. This law practice— What kind of law did you practice? Do you practice?
3: So right now I practice mostly family law. I do probates, guardianship. So what I like to say is I assist the families as they're going through times of crisis.
1: So not adoption kind of law.
3: I do adoptions too. Okay. All right. Because those are fun. Oh,
1: yeah. I was saying, yeah, that's good (laughs) stuff.
3: Yes. So I do that. um, But I do divorces, child custody, child support, um, probates when they've lost a loved one, guardianship when a person has become incapacitated and they need
2: family help. So I do those types of cases. Mm. You become quite a caregiver. I I can imagine. I mean, in your heart anyway, I just can't even imagine the the different situations that you get put in and, and help them through. Yes, it is. I
3: do a lot of counseling. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Before we get to the legal stuff, right. We do some counseling um, with a lot of my clients. We do some praying. Um, And some of them I say, okay, well, we're going to, Put this before the Lord and then you come back next week. (laughs) Because, you know, not everyone is following the Lord and they try to make decisions out of emotions. And that's really not what I want to do. I don't want to dissolve your marriage when you're very emotional and you're not quite ready and you haven't sought the Lord for it, especially for Christians.
2: Mm, For sure. And people need that, need people like you in their lives. In, in times like that, someone with a clear head and somebody that can see beyond those emotions of the day. Mm-hmm. So what I love is you said at the beginning that you had gone into the courthouse for the first time yes. through the Guardian Ad Litem program, and then now full circle, that's what you really are settled in as your niche. Yes. Yes. That is, is so great. So...
1: When you live it, I mean, I love the way you just described. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to process your divorce paperwork. You go home and pray about this. I mean, (laughs) that's fantastic. We're going to have to connect you with a a family law attorney in Minneapolis that we interviewed. We haven't even played that interview Mm -hmm. yet, but you guys have the exact same approach. A long-term networking buddy of mine, good friend of mine. Okay, so... You're an attorney, and we're going to talk about how your faith plays out in that. And we're going to find out how to, you play out your faith in the micro nano fabrication and what you guys are both doing with that right on the day to day. But I got to just find out. Okay, your you, your law practice is is a fairly. I mean, it's it's producing, it's providing for you right now. Yes,
3: absolutely, praise God.
1: Why <laughs> why are you walking away from and want to become a judge? I mean, that's a big deal? Why, I mean, I don't know. It is a big that's deal. That's a big deal. It is. You're a talking big about deal. walking away from your practice
3: and. Uh, it is a big deal, um, and I do touch a lot of people on an individual basis. What one thing that I'm always aware of is that you know the Lord loves justice, Amen. and the Lord talks about justice throughout the Bible. He loves justice; he hates um, uneven scales and uneven weights. And so, I just feel that He's leading me to a different platform, so to speak. Okay, um, and so there needs to be justice in our justice system. Um, there needs to be Christians and people who will treat everyone the same. Right. And regardless of the money they have, the color of their skin or where they're from. And I think that's where the Lord is placing me at this time.
1: It Does money really impact the application of justice?
3: So, <laughs> no, let's be no, let's be honest. Uh, yes.
1: From a Christ following perspective, I wanted to, I, what I want to talk about is because there's a lot of a lot of Christ followers listening to the show today mm-hmm. that don't necessarily because all they get is what the media tells them, right. or what they read in the paper. Most people don't read the papers anymore, but what they read online. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. you hear cries of injustice. You got guys kneeling on the sidelines and, and professional football players about injustice. Talk to us about that, because as Christ followers, this is something we should care about. Yes. But but again, we're not sure what's real and what is fake news, because there is plenty of misinformation about it as well.
3: Right. So when we talk about um, saying money has an influence on justice, you have those who can afford the best attorneys and uh, attorneys who bury the little guy in a lot of paper, and you, you can't keep up. Okay. You can't keep up. You can't dig out from under what they buried you in and so you get a a small attorney maybe like me who's who's overwhelmed and they're not putting forth the best defense they are not um they don't have the resources the financial resources to do what needs to be done and so you know unfortunately you they do what they can afford to do Mm -hmm. you also have people who are influential in society who for instance, that you know, judges, you all grew up together, you hang out together, and I don't care what anybody says. These cases are discussed outside of the courtroom.
1: So you're talking crony judicial, crony justice.
3: I don't want to say that, okay, Jim. Um, I I think everyone's human. Spoken We're,
1: like a true candidate. <laughs> We're all really human, and there. we
3: all have faults, and we all have
0: character Amen. defects.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and so the opportunity there is for you to bring honesty and integrity,
0: yes,
1: and and upholding the Constitution of the United States for yes. every citizen, yes. And, and that's what we all would want.
3: That's what I want. Uh, that's that's what, what the Lord wants.
1: That's what I want. Yes. I, w- I want. I want judges that will actually uphold the law, not make yes. new law. Yes. Not express their opinion in it. They're they're supposed to read what's been set as precedent, and if the precedent is wrong, go back to the original. And, right. And, uphold the law not write the law that's right. why we have a judicial branch of the government
3: and a legislative branch
1: and a legislative branch yes. and an executive branch yes. and they're supposed to work together they have power but they don't have power over each other no so well you still didn't answer the question you, you, what you did you partially answered the why but this is a it, it almost it comes a little political though because you you've got a, you're running for an office a lot of times candidates are rough on each other. Yes. How how are you handling that part of this as you run into the primaries next week?
3: So that's been actually um, one of the best learning experiences I've had so far. I, I think both of us. I think I can speak for both of us. So this race, I, and I told a friend this the other day, this race has taught me how to walk. Walk out my faith. How to walk in forgiveness. How to walk in grace. How to... Uh, Be kind to people who may not be kind to you um, because I believe that we're all created by the Lord and he loves all of us. So why do I hate you when you're loved by God? So let me try to love you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I started praying as I drive in traffic in Tampa and used to drive down to I-4 every day. Lord, just help me to see these people the way you see them yes. because right now I don't like them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like the way they drive. Yeah, I mean, but but that's the incredible part. I mean, Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for all of those people of to give them all an opportunity to be a follower. Yes.
3: And then I also um, want to be seen as um, a reflection of Christ. So I always say to myself, if I am the only Bible that a person sees, let them see you. Don't let them see me and all of my mess. Lord, let them see you through me. And then that's that's a testimony, I think. When people see me, they may not understand, you know, what motivates me, but they see something is different. And that will help them to ask a question maybe.
0: Mm.
2: You know, it's exciting to hear um. Even just, Jim, I was thinking about the fact that we've, in the last couple of weeks, we've had a dentist on the air, we've had different people on the air of different professions, but when you hear that they're actually praying about, you know, what it is they're doing on a daily basis and how the Lord can use you, I think that's something fresh for our listeners to hear, especially through the eyes of somebody that could be a judge. And so it's just an eye-opener. You know, not very often do we get to have this kind of a conversation with somebody who is... um trying to be a candidate, to be elected for a position. And um, so getting to hear your heart and getting to um, hear who you are. And again, we're, we want our listeners to know if they just tuned, tuned in. We're talking to LaShawn Strawn, and she's running for Hillsborough County Court Judge Candidate. And we also have her campaign manager here with us. Dr. Who's an Alec I work here. for him listener. Well, yes, and oh, yeah. anybody listening to the show right now is an "I work for him" listener. That's right. But, <laughs> so I just want to point that out. That's yes. true. But so, it's just
1: excited. him mean, he reached out and said, "I've got a story for the audience to hear." You yes. got to hear Lashawn's story. And what Stark. a
2: great testimony for our listeners! If there's someone you know that this stirs something in your heart to share with us, let us know. But you know, we were just um, talking about the fact that you have a message that you would love Lashawn for our listeners to hear. Right.
3: So. What I want your listeners to know is that God is good, and it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't really matter where you are now, that if you allow the Lord to do His work in you, that He will do something amazing through you. And that's what I want people to know. And and there's
1: all kinds of Old Testament biblical examples of just what you've Mm -hmm. described, and all kinds of examples of people in the New Testament, the same thing. He just wants us to say yes instead of, no, I'm busy later, Lord. He wants to say yes.
3: Or I don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to do that. Right.
1: Most of the time he asks us to do things that we don't know how know how to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, and which really is not the case for you. You've been an attorney, and you're running to be a judge. You know how to do that because you've already been studying the law for so many years.
2: Well, I didn't know how to run for a judge.
1: <laughs> you're not know to run for judge. <laughs>
2: having to learn I all no of that. Idea. Well, you know, and even just both of your testimonies about your education. Most people on paper would say, well, certainly you wouldn't get to the point of having running a successful campaign, or you know, being at this point where you'd even be running for a position because you had a hard time even getting into school, and yet look what God's been able to do through you and you persevered and you were obedient. And um, so I hope that we can all be encouraged by that, that it may not look like we're in a position that the world says we're ready for whatever, but God's got bigger plans than all of that. So we're excited to see where it goes.
1: And he kept you both Lashawn and Dr. Alec Rogers. He kept you both from, from helping him because so often (laughs) when we get an idea, we were like, Lord, I'm going to help you out here.
2: Yes. We've yeah, Mar- never done that, right? Oh, Jim? no, we
1: did that. And it it was a very, we've done it several <laughs> times. We got one. You that, know, that's it's, like, it can be
2: painful. It's a
1: master's course on what not to do. Uh, we, we've got one of those. But that's what's neat. You both just said, okay, well, you want me to go to law school? That's going to cost a lot of money. And how am I going to get in? I have terrible grades. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if I say I'm going to send you to law school, I'm going to make a way. Yes. If I want you to get a doctorate at Dr. Alakir e. Rogers, I'm going to make a way and yes. I'm going to pay for it. All right, so Dr. Alakir Alec- mm-hmm. Rogers, I've been wanting to ask this question. Okay, right. you, you got this. You, your doctorate's in what?
4: It, my dissertation title was "Evanescent Wave Coupling." Slowly, using,
1: this is slowly. Sorry, you
4: know, so we can
2: process. It.
4: I know, I know, but I got to process <laughs> this. That's right. Evanescent wave coupling using variable period, period subwavelength gratings for an optical MIMS accelerometer.
1: Wow, what the heck does that mean?
4: It's an optical sensor that okay. measures movements that an ant can make.
1: Okay, so can you use that for like people who can't use their arms or their legs in order to operate a computer? You could. Okay, all right. So that's what you wrote <laughs> your dissertation that one, he on. was writing about. Did you ever get a job use, utilizing oh, yeah. all that knowledge? Yeah. Yes, did, I did. you did. have a job today doing that?
4: No, not anymore. Not that specifically. So when the company got bought out by a different company, it's, it's transaction two different times. They laid me off, and so this is the thing that the disserta- the PhD teaches you to do. The PhD teaches you to be able to identify a problem and implement a solution. That's what the PhD taught me how to do. So now I've been able to apply that skill to so many different areas mm. um, from sports management. There's a, there's a facility right up in Cypress Point Park, right up the street, ASPI. I do seminar sessions for eight weeks during the, during the NFL combine season when guys are trained for the NFL. Why? Because I see where there's a problem. Because I've been mentoring some professional athletes for over 10, 15 years, and I begin to implement solutions when it comes to businesses. Okay, if you might not have gathered, I kind of have a thing for people. and So when (laughs) I get into an environment, I can determine the climate of the environment really quick, and if there's a problem there, I'm going to help you assess that. As far as the, the engineering nano stuff, absolutely. I still have... Joint joint collaborations and partnerships with Florida International University, where I do some guidance and mentorship to graduate students there, as well as the University of South Florida. I'm a courtesy faculty member there, where I also will sit on some dissertation and master's thesis committees of some students, as well as involve myself with any projects that might be need assistance with.
1: And you said you had a couple patents. Are they pending yeah, or are they approved?
4: They're already approved. That's
1: fantastic. Okay. How... Okay, so campaign manager. This yes. is this is over either next Friday, next what is it? Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next. Sixth. It's either over next Tuesday night, right? Or it's over November, November the, sixth. sixth. Yes. Okay. What's next for Doctor Alakir e. Rogers?
4: That is the fun part of what you have to do when you trust in the Lord. So I could easily go on out there and apply for a job somewhere and go work. That's not what the Lord said. He just cleared that up on so many different occasions. He said, "Now this is what I want the listeners to recognize." If the Lord has put something inside of you, don't try to do something different because he put it inside of you. He will bring it to pass. He's put inside of me the ability to not provide helps only, but to provide instruction, discipline, as well as growth. What this campaign has done to me, it has even changed my personal life mission statement. I used to have a mission statement of to provide biblical solutions to promote personal success in life, family and work. And it is now changed to be an inspiration of faith as a conduit used by the Holy Spirit to influence, grow, mature, and sharpen the faith of men and women in the workplace.
1: Mm. Wow. LaShawn, I can't imagine what you saw in Dr. Alakir Rogers when you said, would you be my campaign manager? (laughs) What would you have done if he said no? Okay. So we're we're in this, we're in this home stretch, LaShawn, and and you're trying to manage a law practice. Yes. You're doing family law each and every day. Yes. You're, I I can't remember from my notes. You got kids at home or they grown?
3: They're grown. They're I grown. have two grandchildren, though, two whom grandkids. I adore. Or
1: you want to give them a shout out? I
3: do. Jerome and Royal.
1: Very nice. <laughs> grandkids are great, aren't they? Yes, you they get are. The, I should have had them first. You bring them home.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it doesn't work
1: that way. Okay. Just God has get. a plan. <laughs> what do you want the iWorkframe audience to hear from your heart? Those here that actually get to vote in that election next Tuesday about why you should be the, the what was the what's the position
3: specifically that you're It's county court judge.
1: County court judge? Yes. Group 8. Group 8. Okay. Yes. All right, which means you're going to be in a certain courthouse within
3: Yes. So the county court judge hears cases involving domestic violence, evictions, um money matters less than $15,000. Okay. And so it's really the people's court.
1: Okay. Ooh. Mm. Without the video cameras. <laughs>
3: And without all the yes. drama.
1: Okay, no, probably have no, all the drama. Right.
3: Okay, probably so some. Mm-hmm.
1: This group eight, what does that mean, though?
3: Group eight is just the seat that's assigned to that position.
1: So do they take the county and divide it up into groups? Is that what they do? Or? So
3: there are 60-plus judges in Hillsborough County. Okay. Each one of them has a number. Got it. Okay. And that's just number eight.
1: What do you want the listeners to hear from you who actually get to vote for group eight?
3: I want them to, first of all, know that... Of course, I believe in the Constitution and I will apply it equally and fairly to everyone. But I want them to also know my heart and to see my heart through this conversation that, first of all, I love people and that they can trust me when they come to the courthouse and come standing in my courtroom. They can trust me to administer justice fairly to everyone.
1: That's that wisdom of Solomon we were talking about. I mean, when you look at the greatest judge, you know, uh, that that's a, he was the greatest judge yes. when you look at it. He yes. had those two women fighting over that one baby. He goes, well, let's just saw the baby in half. I mean, that was, yeah. I hope you don't ever have to, you know, bring that suggestion up in court. <laughs> but where are you going to, I mean, I know that you can't just get on your knees and pray in the courtroom when you're trying to judge a, uh, be a judge over a situation. How often do you, I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna incorporate prayer into what you're doing? Because you're gonna need prayer in order to have wisdom because both sides are gonna say, No, I didn't do it. No, I didn't or whatever it would be. I well, mean it's not criminal court, but
3: No, but well the word says if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you. And so and that's my prayer almost on a daily basis, because people come in front of me and I sometimes I don't know what to do. And you may not be able to pray right then and there, but at some point you'll be able to. And then I trust that the Lord will provide an answer.
1: Mm, I love that.
3: And he never fails to.
1: No, and and you're going to have to have that direct line as you, uh, you're like, Lord, help me to sift through the garbage I'm yes. being fed today. Yes. Dr. Alec here, Rogers, I really want you to give a plug one more time to CBMC and the Young Professionals group that you're
4: Absolutely. in. Absolutely. One of the best Christian young business groups in the city. Those individuals have helped transform me, grow me, educate me, and disciple me not only in business matters but in matters of faith specifically business shout out to my guy Dan Shock shout out to First Priority student-led Christian organization in (laughs) Hillsborough County Schools those young people is where Marketplace is working
1: LaShawn Strawn Thank you so much for being an I Work For Him, sharing you, your story, Jim. and, and we are, we'll are be praying that the Lord will just lead exactly the way He needs to lead next week. Thank you. Dr. Thank Alec e. Rogers, thanks for bringing LaShawn Strong. Thank you so much for having us, Jimmy. and Mark. It's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. You can check LaShawn Strawn out on the web, electlaShawnStrong.com. Check us out on Facebook. We'll have it on there. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha
0: Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. him.